yeah. It, has, it is time. It is time to go back in time. That's right. We're going back in time in the 90s. That's right. Very similar to the 80s, where the action movies were action movies. Ain't nobody gave a fuck about offending people. No, this is to make a fun popcorn action movie. Explosions, people getting kicked in the head, stabbings, flying, all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Get your popcorn, pizza, beer, go to the movies, let's have a good time. Comedy, all that good stuff. And we got two great picks from Rick Myers. He's on a roll for this week's episode. me. Oh, the, oh, that's right. <laughs> Frank took it. Frank took it. All right. Nice. Again, thank you, Frank. Thank uh, you. But yeah, great uh, suggestion for this week's Versus episode, the 18th episode. Woohoo! Woo. We're knocking it out of the park. And uh, today we have the, you know, we got the Kung Fu Avengers here. That's right. We got Kung Fu Santa Rick Myers back again, <laughs> representing. That's right. Go out and buy his books, Films of Fury. That's right. Represent badassity. And of course, the master of remaster, Frank Jang, in a house. That's right. Yeah, there you go. Representing. That's right. And uh, buy everything Eureka related. <laughs> All the Eureka products. Yes. And don't forget, Time and Tide is available. It is badass. Make sure you guys check that out as well. Make sure you purchase that. Links to everybody's info is in the description box below. So you can go straight to the Eureka website. And oh, we we got the we got another legend here. We got Master Chaos up in here in the house. Director of Blood Brothers. That's right. That's how we do it. And for the first time on Versus episode today, we got Frankie Pozos. That's right. Actor. actor. That's right. Actor. That's right. You can find him in the film An Hour to Kill. That's right. <laughs> and you can watch that. Yeah, you can watch that for free on YouTube. Yeah. Here in the background, man. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, All right, let's see who was here. Who was in the movie yes. Dojo Army showing up today? We got Fet78 in the house. That's right. Jad, what's going on? Lady Danis, Jason in the house. Trey Doe, Heather Love, Nigel, all the badassities are showing up right here. But we got two classics. And man, this is, whoa, we've been on a roll every huh? week. <laughs> it's just been ridiculously hard. And I went in. Uh, I was like, all right, I already know what I'm going to choose. This is really hard, but I know. And then I rewatched both of them today, and I was like, ah. so I have to, I have to see what you guys have to say first, and then we will vote at the end. So, so Frankie, we vote at the end. So what we do okay. here is right. we talk about, we can talk spoilers. We yeah. talk about the positives or if there's any negatives of each film, right? Okay. And then at the end we'll vote. Okay. So that's how it works here on Versus. But yeah, this is going to be interesting. What's going on, Crystal? Crystal's in the house. Uh, but yeah, nineteen ninety-five. Oh, excuse me, six. I almost said five. Nineteen ninety-six. <laughs> the Rock, directed by Michael Bay. And you know what's interesting about both of these films? A lot of people say The Rock is Michael Bay's best action film, and Con Air is Simon West's best action movie. So this is really <laughs> interesting. This is really interesting. And both both movies, great soundtracks, rock, and you got the you know you got the guitar in there because it's ninety, son. Represent. Right? And both movies, great villains, great cast. You know, so this is going to be interesting. But, Rick, if you can do the plot synopsis, get us started for The Rock. I'm also going to say, to start, to, start, to, to start off, something all of us missed. This is not just a Versus episode. You know what, this, what the subtitle of this Versus episode is? Cage Match! It's uh -huh. a cage match! <laughs> 
No, yep. no, I never picked that up until this right. day. But anyway, <laughs> The Rock. This is a Michael Bay movie. He was the Zack Snyder of his time. <laughs> Everything stays the same. In other words, for all things that different, things stay the same. If you watch Army of the Dead, it's basically the two, the 2021 The Rock. Because you know who the villain in The Rock is? It's the U.S. government. The whole plot is predicated on the fact that the U.S. government won't take care of retired soldiers and wounded soldiers. Mm -hmm. So this general goes mad and gets a bunch of of, of germ warfare missiles and threatens to attack uh, San Francisco with it, which, 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 of course, is the stupidest thing he could do because politicians don't give a shit about human beings. <laughs> All he, what he should have done is go, he should have gone, I've got a bunch, I've got a bunch of, of, of germ warfare missiles and I'm going to shoot it into you, politicians. Not mm. innocent people, but in any case. Yeah. So this little low-grade FBI agent, good fellow is his name, very well named, I suppose, played by Nicolas Cage, finds out about this other, not illegally, but wrongfully imprisoned military guy played by Sean Connery, and I'm wearing my Sean Connery James Bond shirt. When we come back <laughs> the clip, take a look at my fabulous Sean Connery James Bond. Oh, I love it. <laughs> all, the, all the Japanese Sean Connery James Bond posters. Oh, that's cool. That's a cool shirt. It is that's really cool. awesome. That's pretty cool. But in any case, so he finds out that this guy, Sean Connery, who was who was wrongfully imprisoned because he stole all or he took all of J. Edgar Hoover's secrets. But he's keeping him. He's not giving them to the government because he knows as soon as he does, as he does, as he does, they'll kill him. So, <laughs> so he's staying incarcerated. But he knows more about the underground, underneath Alcatraz. He knows more than even Clint Eastwood, who escaped from Alcatraz. And so, Goodfellow and the Sean Connery character go in, and all these all these military guys are just betraying each other and the politicians are all betraying each other and the FBI is betraying everybody. And so that's what the whole plot is about. And again, it's just like Zack Snyder in the nineties. <laughs> all right. Well said, well done. All right. Uh, before we go to you, Frankie, about what you tell us, what you think about the film? I'll go ahead and get me out of the way. So yeah, I saw yeah. this in theater, saw this in theater. I was the perfect age for it. And me and my buddies enjoyed it. We had a great time, a lot of action. I, I you know, I've always a fan of Sean Connery. Uh, wasn't a big fan of Nicolas Cage yet. I was still kind of new to him. You know, he, once I saw more of his work later, he started to grow on me, especially around face-off time and, and, other, and other movies. But I didn't really, you know, I wasn't that well-versed yet because I was young. And, you know, had a blast. You know, the story was good. The soundtrack was great. And, you know, it's funny you say uh, he's the Zack Snyder of, uh, of the 90s, Rick, because Hans Zimmer helped do the score <laughs> for this movie, which is kind of funny if you think about it. Uh, was this Frank? Frank, not uh, we got Frank and we got Frankie. Frank, okay, okay. was this the movie that gave us the first Michael Bay shot? The trademark Michael Bay shot where Nicholas Cage gets out of the. I thought Bad Boy was the yeah, first one. Bad, bad Boy was the first. Okay, so Bad Boys was before this. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh yeah. wow. Okay, so Bad Boys did it first. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that just became a, a Michael Bay trope later. He just kept using that for fun. It's a style. It's a Bayism. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you gotta love you gotta love the Michael Bay shots in the slow motion. But you know, I enjoyed the film. Uh negatives. I love I love the cheesy one liners, man. I'm from the eighties, so I, I love the cheesy one liners. I love it. Some of them, not all of them. Uh, you know, hold up. I mean, you know, did you did we really during the car chase, which I enjoyed that car chase in the film. I enjoyed that, but during the car chase, when the car when the cops, you know, the FBI agents flew up flew up in the air. Did we need <laughs> Sean Connery to stop from driving and go? I hope you're insured. I mean, <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah. there's some some of the cheesy lines. I'm all for. I'm all for the cheesy lines, and we'll get the cheesy lines with the next movie. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. You could have snipped. You know, I'm being nitpicky now. But I mean, we're gonna talk about doing the best. No, losers talk about doing their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Yeah, (laughs) that's actually a good line. I like that line. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's I can't really think of anything horrible. I guess I guess Rick kind of pointed it out. It wasn't really the smartest uh, planning from Ed Harris. But Ed (laughs) Harris, what a great actor that guy is, man. I have so much respect for that guy. Uh, but yeah, I, I I I don't know. Maybe some more negatives might come to come around to me later when we go around the circle. But as of right now, it's just a fun, action-packed, slow-motion popcorn facts, uh, popcorn fest. You got, you know, the co- comedic moments uh, with, with Nicolas Cage flipping out like he usually does, and uh, him and Sean Connery played off of each other really well. So I I was entertained. I I've always enjoyed this film. All right, Frankie, positives and negatives of The Rock. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Well, I have to say, I really, I mean, I love this film since I was a kid when I saw it in theaters, eating my nachos. I could you were even two smell years the, old. I was two years old? No, I was born in 1984, <laughs> dude. Come on. Yeah, just kidding. I was a tiny little guy. Yeah. No, but yeah, I love the film. It, it, I, I, I don't see any really negative things except for it's a cheesy Michael Bay film, really. But I mean, I love the character actors. This is like a murderer's row of ever got like guys that are just like that bit, that guy in that movie, you know, from William yeah. Forsythe to David Morris. Like, what? That guy's in it? Whoa. And then you got the fucking candy man in the goddamn movie. So, like, totally that's tough. badass. And then I love the, the, the kind of fake out with Michael Bean and his team where you're like, oh, now they got it, con- you know, they got it under control and then they get fucking wiped out. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? And I, I love that whole feeling there. Sean Connery's awesome. And I love the, like it's almost a pseudo sequel. Like he's almost James Bond. You can imagine he's James Bond, and that's this is a, like a continuation of his story because he got caught. That's the deal. I don't Brit- know. British intelligence. Russian <laughs> truckler. And so, and then Nicolas Cage. This is his like first real outing as a great action star, and which would lead to all these other films instead of being a dramatic darling, pretty much. So I, I, I all love right. it, man. It's good uh, money, penny. <laughs> money, pay, money, penny. Money, penny. Money, penny. Uh, but yeah, thanks for bringing that up again, Frankie. This scene here is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. It was so dramatic, and it was just like, "Fuck, man!" Like this, yeah. this was like the shit got real. This whole scene, mm-hmm. this is a great sequence, and you gotta love Michael Bean, man. Oh, great yeah. sequence, very great sequence. Poor Mike. I know. Poor right? I know. <laughs> he gets killed and everything. <laughs> I know he gets killed and everything. All right, <laughs> chaos. The Rock. Well, I'll say this. I, I think The Rock is the last great action picture. Um, yeah. Everything wow. from the the, the gunfire to uh, the, you know the, the collateral damage. So I mean, even even the, the semi goofy plot. At least it's taken it's it's taken seriously <laughs> and it's, it's delivered in a way that's um, 
again, I go back to Die Hard. Die Hard is sort of my template as an action picture. And this is, when I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, wow, this looks like Die Hard in a prison. This this should be good. You got fucking James Bond in it. So I was all good to go. So when I saw this in theaters, I was blown the fuck away. I could not believe it. I've probably seen this movie like 50 times. It is the most, I mean, not, I wouldn't say the most, but it's its right up there with Hard Boiled and Die Hard as the most action-packed movie ever made. Almost every scene has some kind of stunt. And this is before, you know, Michael Bay had his thing, before he had his touch. So it wasn't cliche at the time. It was just like, oh, wow, that's a, that's a badass shot. You know, um, I, I love the fact, something I hate about modern movies is that gunfire doesn't feel real. Here, gunfire feels real, and it's loud, and it's dangerous. And I love that, because that's part of the fun. Like, like you see the, the fire explosions and people getting hit, and there's, you know, collateral damage is, is such an important part of an action sequence. I was just re-watching uh, um, uh, The Killer, and uh, almost yeah. every gunshot is paid off with some kind of collateral damage. And that is so rewarding and so fun to watch. And you actually feel for the characters. You worry about them. You don't want them to get hurt because it feels real. Um, and I'll talk about realism when we get to Con Air. But uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, the, the, the Rock for me is just an overall solid-ass movie. And I was impressed that Nicolas Cage actually pulled off not only an action hero, but a believable action hero. And that's sometimes, you know, that's uh, going back to Die Hard, that's the Bruce Willis, the, the everyman. He wasn't the muscular dude who could punch a guy through the wall. He was an everyman, and he struggled. He earned his victory, and that is something we don't get in movies today. Now John Wick can get into a room of 40 guys and just walk out like nothing happened. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, that, that doesn't but work for but, me. But, I, I, but to he's me, John Wick. Talk is, <laughs> right. And, uh, we'll get into John Wick some other day, but... Uh, I have a whole John Wick doesn't make any sense thing. Uh, but uh, to me, The Rock is a solid action picture, and I think it's it's right up there with, with, with some of the greats. Um, just uh, and, and, you know, yeah, you can look past the silly plot and The Rockets. That's fine. It's it's a movie. You kind of have to let it – you have to let it go with some, some silliness in the plot. Yeah. But I – man, just the way it was directed, uh, uh, yeah, when the SWAT team got taken out and you're like, holy shit, well, game over, man. You know, it's there's so much in this movie – it's it's constantly exciting. You're constantly on the edge of your seat. It is it, it is a, a masterpiece, and I I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it very much. And I think you know the way I'm voting. All right, <laughs> Con Air, baby, Con Air. All right, yes. Frank. Um, to me, The Rock, Con Air, and Face Off is the Nicolas Cage masterpiece trilogy. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt, action masterpiece trilogy. <clears throat> and you know the rock is almost like oh and and i have to say i'm a big michael bay fan i know i know the detractors you know there's detractors i personally actually love the the last two transformers movie i think they're very very well done i, I mean you know st- plot wise it could be dumb it might be a little bit juvenile but i mean the technical merits of them are amazing i especially like the last the um the last night a lot i think that was very well done from a technical perspective and also from a story perspective underground six frank uh, yeah that one too that one was good no that opened um, that whole that, that whole opening sequence. no that whole opening sequence that that's amazing so technically 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 i'm talking about technical <laughs> no 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 also, and also for the, you're uh, off the panel man you're off the panel no the last yeah. night I, you know and what i like about the last night i know i, I know we're steering off of it but i have to point it out 
What I like about the last night is you have these two completely different story elements. You know, like you had this one story, and in the middle he switched all the way to the UK side with that lady and all that jazz, and then they came all came together at the final like 10, 20 minutes. I thought that was very very well done. Anyway, so yeah, criticize you all you want afterwards, but anyway, I would I would have picked uh, that military film he he uh, made. Oh, thirteen hours. Oh, I actually, oh, I actually oh, like that one. Hours. Yes, thirteen hours. Yeah, that was yeah. great. That's, that's a, I was that is a great film. Yes, that is a great film. So anyway, no. going back to the rock. I mean, so to me, the rock is like, what happens when James Bond escaped from jail and got himself a sidekick? And that's <laughs> that is the rock, right? And action scenes terrific. Connery was great, fantastic. Uh, you know, never lose a beat. Uh, Nicholas Cage, right? And then at first, you 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 couldn't you, know, you didn't think of him as a good action hero, but here, you know, he kind of proved that he could do action as well as you know your typical. Schwarzenegger or Bruce Willis, what have you? You know, you, you ended up really caring for him, caring about what he's gonna do, whether he he get this, you know, get out alive. I like the setting, of course. Me being in the Bay Area, you know, love seeing all these San Francisco locations. Love seeing cable cars getting blown up, you know, and uh, <laughs> um, like the humor. I like the humor a lot. You know, like the little banter between them. You know, like the Palm Queen line, and and I also like how you know, at the very least, I, I understand that that little scene. With Sean Connery and his daughter was Connery's idea to put it in. Oh, uh, yeah, I I believe so because he felt that there needs to be some kind of a uh, something to attract the lady, so to speak. So that's why they had that little scene, you know, at at the Palace of Fine Arts, and I thought that was nice. Um, the climax good. The the climactic whole the whole final battle scene was good. Um, if there's any nitpicks, I felt it was there were two nitpicks. Uh, one was the bad. Ed uh, Harris is fantastic, obviously. But his fellow compadre, to me, is kind of like your typical stock character bad guy, especially mm -hmm. near the end in the final scene. You oh, know, yeah. right, right, like this guy. You know, yeah, he'll put down a gun and fight Nicolas Cage. Yeah, bad idea, right? I mean, so there's all these little dumb things that they do that I, it kind of took me out just a little bit. And I mm -hmm. thought, and I felt that you know, like Ed Harris is such a smart guy, such a smart military guy. But somehow he had the you know, some of his fellow men were not as intelligent or as smart as as they should be, and also then like the FBI side where you for the FBI folks all you have is just you know you you get the typical guy sitting in this room looking at monitors and screens and stuff, you know that to me that's always kind of like a deterrent to me, and I thought that that could have been you know maybe better done it could have been done better, but overall yeah that's just a classic action film from Michael Bay and I think. And yeah, even though Bad Boys came before this, I think this was the movie that kind of put those so-called Michael Bay shots in, you know, and really, you know, it really established those Michael Bay shots, which he'll do even better in uh, subsequent films. And yeah, definitely an action classic. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Great. There you go. Well, I always knew Nicolas Cage was an action star because I saw Raising Arizona. <laughs> and that was like 10 years beforehand. And he also did struck. So, you know, he was he was he was up for anything that I mean, if you look at his early career before he completely lost his mind, he he's really extraordinary. And also this gives a good example of what it's like when you see a movie. I mean, I'm older than all of you put together. And <laughs> and I had been, my first adult movie was Dr. No. So I love Sean Connery. I saw everything that Sean Connery did. And my biggest criticism of this film relates to that 
to the to the fact that I was as old as I was. And we'll get to that because it has to do with the ending. In fact, I was loving this movie up until the very last line of dialogue. Hmm. But in any case, let me let me um, give a little background. Um, Connery, by the way, the reason that Connery could say he wants that scene in is he was a producer on this movie. He also produced the movie. And also, Michael Bay wasn't taking any chances. Everybody who was in Hollywood wrote this. I mean, they they were having arbitration discussions all throughout it. Uh, Michael Bay was teamed up with one of the guys who didn't get credit on the film. Meanwhile, Quentin Tarantino worked on this film. Aaron Sorkin worked on this film. Sean Connery brought in two fairly famed writers in England. And I was going to say they were comedy writers, but in England, everybody does everything. If you're in the, Mm -hmm. if you're in show business in England, you do dramas, you do comedy, you do everything. And so uh, Ian LaFrenese and Dick Clement was, came in to punch up Connery's lines, but they wound up rewriting most of the movie anyway. So all these great lines, you know, I'm sure that uh, people of the Writers Guild were watching this movie, and when they heard a line, they would go, "Oh yeah, that's Ian. Oh, oh yeah, that's Aaron. Oh yeah, that's Quentin." So they had they had their pick of the best lines in terms of editing and the and the rest of it. And so that worked out great. Another thing that I was um, amazed by: the, these two movies that we're doing today are essentially the same movies. Now you know I do the uh, podcast action film autopsy. So the first thing I wanted to know, I was going to differentiate, try to differentiate these movies from how the action is done. Guess what? The stunt coordinator was the same on both movies. <laughs> it was Kenny Bates. Kenny Bates did both The Rock and Con Air. So again, it's kind of like it's it's like they said, let's get the let's get the band back together. Everybody but the director and the writer. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on back for this movie next the following year. And we'll just do the same thing over again because it was so successful. And if you check their international returns, they made about the same amount of money and they had about the same budget. It was $75 million and they made $300 million worldwide, pretty much for both of them. So, so anyway, I'm enjoying this movie enormously. And remember, my very first adult film that I ever saw was Dr. No. And when did Dr. No come out? That was 1962. In England, I believe it was 1963 here. Something happened in 1963 that I personally will never forget and had a very strong effect on me. I was in my I was in whatever grammar school or you know, whatever kindergarten, and that we're interrupted by the principal saying, President Kennedy has just been shot. And we're all like, you know, we were, this was still in the 60s where, you know, we we had not grown up during World War II. So I was lucky. I didn't have, I wasn't even really that much aware of the uh, Korean War. But this was the first, like, boom. And so ever since then, it was kind of like, I, I hate injustice. I don't like movies with injustice. I don't like reality with injustice. So this movie gets to the end. And do you remember what the last line was? want to see who killed JFK, right? Hey, hon, you want to know who really killed JFK? And that puts such a sour... They're using Kennedy's assassination as a punchline. Literally a punchline. And I just went, wow. 
That's that's how far we've come. That it's a joke now. Mm. And so I just sort of went, oh, (laughs) that's that's my final word on that. But we'll still we still don't know who I'm going to vote for. Okay. All right. But yeah, overall, The Rock is a is a great time. time. Uh, Chaos said it well. You know, the action was dope. You know, the yeah. comedy, everything is there, man. Everything is there. And it's not just action. We get dramatic moments. And like mm-hmm. Chaos said, you actually care about the characters. You know, and, and, and bringing it back to the Everman action star is fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, he's a nerd. He's a yeah. nerd. <laughs> well, by the way, <clears throat> there's a great story that, uh, the, of, of course, they was having trouble with the, with the studio. And they were calling him in for a big meeting. And, and Sean Connery thought they were going to go golfing. And so he comes up to a bay and he goes, you know, you're coming? Because he's dressed in all his golf stuff. He goes, no, I got to go. I got to go talk to the studio. And so Connery went, okay. <laughs> they go to the studio. The door opens and the studio guys are about to rip Michael Bay a new one. There's Connery behind him. Oh, sort of, wow. Connery goes, he's doing great. Let him do it. And then, oh, fine. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go and do whatever you want. <laughs> so I think Connery was one of the reasons this movie turned out so well. Yeah. yeah. That's only before, too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. This uh, kid we, is doing a fucking amazing job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rick, when do you think uh, Connery first started to play these uh, older uh, type of, uh, not father figure, but kind of like, I got a young buck with me. Kind of like, from, was it Highlander maybe? Was he kind of started to play those roles where he had Highlander. and he was training uh, the young one? No, he was, he, That's Connery cool. was just salt of the earth. I mean, he was, after Bond, basically his attitude is all bets are off. I'm going to do whatever the F I want to, to feel good. I mean, Zardoz. Right. Zardoz. <laughs> yeah. Zardoz. Zardoz. Just having fun, and then it's just a tragedy for me, at any rate, that at the end of his career he didn't understand. I mean, he was offered Lord of the Rings, and he just didn't get it. Yeah, and I, like, oh. I know. That would have been interesting. That would have been interesting. Sean Connery as Gandalf. You shall not pass. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, he's the, but he's the man. And uh, but now we're gonna go to the next movie, Frank. Conair, plot synopsis, take us back. All right. 1997. 1997. So this was made a year after The Rock. And we have just Perot, the Army Ranger, Cameron Poe, played by Nicolas Cage, heading back to his wife. But he must fly home aboard this prison transport flight called Conair, or Dub Jailbird, I believe, in the film, with some of the worst criminals ever, you know, appear on screen. You have you know Diamond Dog played by Ving Rhames. You have Baby O, McAdoo Williamson. You have um, uh, you know Steve Buscemi, Chad Molester. You have <laughs> Dave Chappelle, and of course you have genius serial killer Cyrus the Virus played by John Malkovich, who unleashes his violent escape plot in mid-flight. So now um, Poe, secretly working with U.S. Marshal played by uh, John Cusack, must try to. Uh, screw up Grison's plan and uh, stop Con Air from, you know, I mean, stop him from you know, accomplishing his plan and get Con Air back on, back down to the ground. Frank, so, let me let me just quickly interrupt because you have to establish the opening. Um, 
Nicolas Cage was unjustly imprisoned. He's not right. a criminal like these guys. He right. was defending his wife in a fight, and it right. just through just through more governmental bull, he right. won on this thing, and he doesn't. He completely doesn't deserve to be. How do I know? Okay, okay. right. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. That's fine. Whatever. I have Very to get cool. into my Con Air shirt now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Con Air. Have some like sexy saxophone music or something. Every time. <laughs> oh, come on, do it. Do it my age, Dad. Who's the dog now? Yeah. It is time to get into it. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, it wait is time. No, no, well. oh, oh, all right. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> all right. Welcome to Con Air. <laughs> yes. Malkovich is the shit in this movie. He's great. I really enjoy him. Now, me watching this in the theater was not a good experience. Oh. Because. Oh. Right in the midway of the film, the whole th- the whole power went out. Oh, oh. That's, that's no bueno, man! <laughs> and they couldn't get the power back on. Oh, luckily, no. though, so we had to leave. We had to oh. leave. Yeah. So luckily, though, uh, they they reimbursed us. You know, or they gave, I think they re- either they reimbursed us or they gave us like a free pass to come back. So I was, you know, but I was like, God damn it! But that kind of killed it. So I actually, I think I ended up just watching it later. Like on video, <laughs> I oh, just ended up running nah. it later. I was like, ah, it's all right. But I still really, really enjoyed it on video. Had a lot of fun with it. Uh, great villains, some comedic moments. You got you, you got some got some early Dave Chappelle up in here, yeah. y'all. You got some Dave Chappelle, <laughs> Chappelle show, <laughs> Chappelle show. Oh, yeah. yeah. And just a, just a great, memorable cast, and I, I enjoyed the action, and it was just it was just a fun time. I mean, <laughs> you gotta love the. I'm going to save the fucking day. I mean, come on. You got the tons of cheesy one-liners in here. They just don't make them like they used to. They just don't do it anymore, you know. But I just had a blast with this. Uh, negatives, I might. This might be a little controversial. Uh-oh. Uh, this is a nitpick. He's a good actor. He acted well in this movie. He is fine in this movie. But not really a big fan of the sack. Well. Uh, not, not a big fan of the sack. I don't hate the I don't hate the sack. <laughs> like yeah. I said, he's a good actor. He's good in this movie. Mm-hmm. I just don't see him in this type of film. It's just mm. weird for me. Now, Gross Point Blank. Yeah, he's kickboxing Benny the Jajander Kidas. Yeah, he's shooting against <laughs> pop- popcorn, shooting against Dan Aykroyd. Right, but it's a comedy, so it's fine. But in this movie, when we got Cyrus the fucking virus. You know, I don't know. I just he just felt out of place. It felt like he came in from another movie. Mm. Like I said, I'm fine with him in the movie. He doesn't ruin the movie for me. Just something felt odd that the sack was there. I don't know. Something felt I was waiting for him to run out of the building and hold up a big radio above his head. <laughs> I don't know. That's just me being nitpicky though. Other than that though, very entertaining, very enjoyable film. I, I like it a lot. Frankie, Conair. Uh, well, I mean, I love the film. Uh, it's a great one. I mean, wait, you, you didn't like John Cusack wearing socks with sandals and stuff? Didn't he have that on? Is that what you? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing. No, I mean, I love this. 
<laughs> but I, I, I mean, I love it. It's it's filled with a, a bunch of other great character actors, murderers, rogue, badasses, and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a little more cheesier than The Rock, I would have to say, but it's still fun cheese. It's yeah, not that it's shitty fun. cheese that people are now saying that it's good cheese, and I fucking hate that. Like, come on, man, this is good. <laughs> it's put together. It yeah. makes fucking sense. You know, that's what I like about it. Um, I'm wearing my Con Air shirt, so that's the Yo, deal there. We got yeah, that. yeah. So I, I mean, I love it. Um, there's yeah. Uh, there's no real negative. I mean, yes, like the idea that he goes to jail is still kind of like he could, I mean, he is a, a, a former ranger. He's a ranger, like a, a military man. It doesn't make any sense. He goes directly to jail. I don't understand that. Even though he murdered some guys that started some shit, you know, I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> he didn't murder him. He, killed uh, him. he just defended. Yeah. He him. killed him. He didn't yeah. Murder he's him. defended himself yeah. and he's a, he's a yeah. war hero. I mean, he's a hero. It doesn't. Uh, okay. I'm gonna yeah. allow that to go, but yeah. um, but then my only nitpick that I still find is hilarious when he says, you know, like when he charges and he gets shot in his arm and never reacts yeah. that he ever got shot in his arm through the whole movie after that. I mean, that's my little issue there. But I mean, he's Cameron Poe; you can't fuck with him. So yeah, I I love it. It's a fun one, and yeah, yeah. and then uh, you know the beautiful song, the ballad in the end. No, no. come on, it's amazing. How do I do <laughs> it? Fits the movie you? fine. I'll take it. Yes. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then July fourteenth. Uh, Come on, that's awesome. It's Con Air Day. Did you, see it, you, did, you did see it in theater, though. Oh yes, of course. Oh nice, of course. nice, nice, nice. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Chaos. Come before on. you go, we got a yeah. Bo here. Thanks for the donation, Bo, helping out the channel. Con Air was the second movie I ever saw in the theaters. Unfortunately, oh. <laughs> the Flintstones was the first. Oh you know, yeah, I yeah. I, I feel your pain, Bo. I feel your pain. I saw the Flintstones in the theater also. <laughs> yeah, at least I have Holly Berry in it. Yeah, yeah, that was about yeah. it. All right, Chaos. Con Air. Uh, um, it's funny that uh, that he mentions the Flintstones because uh, I feel like yeah, these movies are very similar. Uh, Con Air, to me, feels very cartoonish. Now, I, I've, I've been paying attention to the chat, and everyone's voting fucking Con Air. No one said anything. <laughs> about Everybody's saying Con Air, Con Air, Con Air. So I'm probably not going to make any new pals. But here's my opinion. <laughs> I like Con Air. I think it's a fun movie, yeah. but it's a cartoon movie. It feels like a if if like the Coen Brothers made an action movie. You know what I mean? Like it has like it has like yeah. the, the cheese ball lines, the, the the super unique you know characters that feel like they they would honestly you could find them in a Coen Brothers movie. Um, and <sighs> Nicolas Cage sucks in this. I mean, oh. I, Hold on, hold on. I thought my thing nitpick <laughs> yeah, was controversial no. with the, having issues with the sack. Yeah. Wow. No, when go ahead, said, brother. When you said controversial, I thought you, we, we were going to be on the same page. <laughs> no, but go ahead. The, the accent was awful. I mean, <laughs> he sounded like Forrest Gump at times. Um, the whole thing with the bunny, I thought it was just stupid. Well, Bubba Gump is in here. And, yeah. and he's dead right. He's in it too. So I was like, wow, this is like a, a spinoff movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, Bubba, no. Bubba, no. Bubba. And, and, oh. and, and, and again, I'm saying this as somebody who enjoys the movie, but yeah. I enjoy it on a level like I'm watching like anime. Like, like this is obviously this is just not real. These actors are, you know, obviously the, the most Hollywood criminals I've ever seen in my life. You know, SARS the virus, get the fuck out of here. That guy would be raped like immediately in prison. So, you know, <laughs> I I don't I, I don't it, it just it just didn't feel believable to me. And I okay. don't like that. 
Yeah. My heart feels believable. Uh, you know, uh, that, 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 again, that template. Speed feels believable. You know, Jack Trevin is a very believable character. The stuff he goes through, that, that's all very believable. I can buy those situations. I love action that's believable because it feels more realistic. Here, everything felt like I, don't, like I was never worried for anybody. I didn't really care about the fucking bunny. Whatever happened to that, who okay, whatever. <laughs> Um, you know, I never felt like anybody was in, in danger. I never felt like this was anything for me to really give a shit about. <laughs> I had a, a good time down. watching the movie, but it's almost like like you get I don't know how to describe it, like you get drunk and then afterwards you're like, Oh, I shouldn't do that again. That's kind of what I felt about, right. about that. Okay. I know strong feelings, but I you just did, you uh, didn't feel like this. No, <laughs> okay. Bump face, like I, I mean, I, and I love it on stage, but when he does the oh, the wind, I'm like, what? The, what is this movie? What's happening here? Um, and I like Nicolas Cage, um, but I think The Rock is my, is, is is the the when I stopped following was, his, his career. Was anyone <laughs> was anyone disappointed? Was anyone disappointed that Steve Buscemi did nothing? No, yeah, he's just there. No, I'm glad he didn't do anything. I, okay. he's, a, he's a fucking child some, murderer. Right? Some people had issues with that. <laughs> what? What? He 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 he's a child molester. I don't I don't, I don't want him to do anything. <laughs> no, no. He, in, the, in the movie, he, he, he kills a whole bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's Master that's the crime. When did? Where did you? Are you talk? Did you see this in the theaters or did you see yes. this? Okay, I saw it yeah. in theaters. Um, you know, and when I I liked it. But I, I I remember walking out thinking, oh this this I was expecting the rock. I'm like, eh, it's not as good. It's not as good as the rock. Yeah, it's something missing. Enough. Fair enough. No, I, I I never. Re- well, okay, now let me say my negatives. Um, okay. Now. <laughs> now? <laughs> uh, positives. The cast is is cool. It has a really fun cast, and and almost everybody like, oh, I know that guy. Oh, I know that guy. Um, I love that. I I love the plane landing in Vegas. It's still fucking dumb, but it's it's like, ah, that's fun. Let's let, yeah. let's see that happen. Um, and that's it <laughs> for positives. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, and, I, and, and I like that's John what? Cusack. I think this is best John Cusack's best role. <laughs> He's just saying that. He just wants oh to put salt on the wound, man. Oh, hey, man. that's why this is versus. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I'm all kidding. Right. Like he's, he's whatever. <laughs> 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 Here we go. Bo says. Ooh, nothing makes me sadder than the agent <laughs> lost his bladder on the airplane. All right, Frankie, go for it. Oh, man. Frank, Frankie, Frank. I'm oh, sorry, uh, Frank, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Um, so I saw both films in the same theater, you know, one year apart. And the audience reaction to this film was so much wilder than the, you know, the reaction while watching The Rock. Um, to me, this film was a combination of action plus... Western plus cult film. Mm-hmm. You know, this is really, you know, to me, there's a lot of cult film element here. It's like, like Master Carol said, you know, he hated the fact that Nicolas Cage talked like that. But I just thought that was kind of part of the movie's charm. It's just, it's just so offbeat. You know, it's almost like Nicolas Cage decided, you know, why do I talk like Elvis in this film? And then Simon would say, sure, go ahead. You know, like something like that, right? Yeah. And and I also felt <clears throat> that, um, I think Simon West learned a lot from The Rock a year earlier. Uh, I think he 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 you know he loved what Michael Bay did on The Rock, so he tried to do similar things here, but in some way even make it more hectic, even more kinetic. You know, like the editing, 
the editing on this film, especially in the last 30 minutes, was just batshit crazy. Yeah. You know, all these fast cuts. And I, I'm a big fan of those kind of editing. I, I you know, some people are like, I can't see anything that's going on. And to me, no. I mean, to me, it was very good. It, it just, like, somehow heightened this effect, heightened the excitement of the film. And the whole scene, the helicopter chasing the plane and, you know, whether they should shoot it down or not. That, to me, that was, like, you know, great editing very tense and i actually like that whole middle part where they landed at that remote place and then with steve buscemi and the kid and all that because it was so unpredictable you don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. you know you know i mean like the rock is great but then the rock has a certain kind of predictability here you're like is he going to molest this kid or not you never know and and you actually got kind of worried because he was you know he was known as his child molester and and of course, he saw this. I thought ball. he just killed a whole bunch of people. I don't remember. Yeah, and also killed a whole bunch of people. And to me, that's like, again, that's like a Western reference, you know, like these, right, all, right. Right, these are all bad Western villain who's killed a lot of folks and stuff. But right. that whole middle part is to me like came out of nowhere, you know, to 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 be able to just kind of stop the film in the middle and have that extended sequence in that kind of remote desert area. To me, it's just like a Western film. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that whole you know, and of course, yeah, Dave Chappelle. You know, I love how. Even when his body was falling down the sky, he was smiling. That was great. That was fantastic. That scene got a huge laugh from audiences. But yeah, I mean, any any nitpicks I have, you know, about the film, like with the bunny stuff, and you know, they were kind of really um, redeemed by the final thirty minutes of the film, with just nonstop connected action. I mean, like, who doesn't want to see a plane crash in a Vegas Strip? Come on, you know, I wanted to see it, and I saw it, and it right. pays off. In the action, play, you anticipating this big climax. And it gave you that big climax at the end. Yeah. To me, it was a it was a huge payoff. So, yeah, definitely love this film. Um, I you know I I really have very little bad things to say about it. Nice, nice, nice. And and after the plane crash, it wasn't done. You weren't done. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> we got yeah. another action sequence yeah. for exactly. you, folks. Nice in uh, Biden deaths, in yeah, I mean, yeah. What, and, what can you ask for? You know, yeah. Yeah. And then after you know Cyrus got knocked off of the. The, the, the fire truck, he teleported to a factory that was outside instantly <laughs> and uh, got his head smashed. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rick, go for it. Well, you know, whenever I go to a movie, I try not to have expectations because as you guys have continually shown, when you go into a movie with expectations and those expectations are disappointed, you take it out on the film. Not necessarily mm-hmm. the film's fault, that you had the expectations in the first place. So I try not to. I just want something to be good or entertaining. But I'm also aware, as I mentioned, because of the experience I had when I was growing up, that that had an effect on me in in The Rock. In Con Air, um, I love it when they cast against type. Most of the time, I'm not wildly enamored of, you know, that's why I was so happy about um, uh, Michael Keaton in Tim Burton's Batman, because it's like, you know, become Batman. Don't don't you know, you're, you weren't born six foot five, you know, and 250 pounds of solid muscle. So here, when I saw Cusack right. and, and I had seen Rose Point Blank came out the same year as this. Mm. And so I already knew he was versatile. So I went, oh, then this is going to be interesting. That set the tone of the movie for me. It's not going to be The Rock. It's going to be The Rock with John Cusack in, <laughs> which means cool. And then you know, you know, and also not putting it past him. It's quite possible 
that he signed on to this movie so he could do research for being John Malkovich, which he was in two years later with John Malkovich. So that was their reunion. <laughs> Who knows? He might have he might have been in this film. Just, I'm going to study John Malkovich because I'm going to have to be him in this film that's coming up. He was also, he was also in Thin Red Line. He's in High Fidelity. There's this guy is a very versatile actor, and I thought again he was perfect. He wasn't he wasn't he was unexpected, and so was the movie. the The thing I didn't like, however, is that having suffered. Um, pain in my childhood, having interviewed real criminals, I don't usually like it when a movie plays fast and loose with the villains. I'm not a villain fan. I'm a hero fan. So in this movie, I mean, these are heinous people. These are rapists and molesters. And by the way, the shot you're showing now was another thing I loved about the movie because another one of the least one of my least favorite visual cliches right out of Desperado, are people walking away from explosions. Because having walked away from an explosion, I know it's very dangerous <laughs> because they're shrapnel. You know, no explode. I mean, most of these movies seem to, most of these action movies, especially the 90s, their theory is if the flame doesn't touch you, you're fine. You could have the biggest explosion <laughs> in the world behind you, but as long as the flame doesn't touch you, it won't have any effect on you whatsoever. And we know, of course, that's nonsense. So I like this explosion because Cyrus, who doesn't give a shit, I mean, he's, you know, he's mm -hmm. suicidal to begin with. He's the one who keeps walking. Everybody else reacts like it's a real explosion. They're all going, oh, <laughs> that's another sign that, and then again, I was sitting in the theater going, all right, all right. I like these little touches. And the fact that, the, and also by the time we get to the rabbit, it's also clear that nothing makes any difference anymore. I mean, it's not as bad as a video game movie like John Wick, where you know all the all the characters are physiology-free video game characters who have no basis in reality. But in this one, not a lot of basis in reality from the outset. So the fact when they bring in the rabbit, it's kind of like they're telling me, oh, "We know." We know, and they're giving yeah. me the week, you know. And, you know, are you with us? And I'm going, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. You're not going to do that John F. Kennedy thing at the end, are you? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. there. That's a great shot, too, though. Yeah. With the helicopter coming up. The whole right. audience just went wild when they saw the, the choppers behind him, you know, coming up. And also, this was the era for this kind of diehard on a movie. Because this reminded me of close to uh, Cliffhanger, which had mm -hmm. one of the great overblown performances by John Lithgow yeah. as the villain. I mean, mm -hmm. his reaction shots in Cliffhanger are just like astonishing <laughs> in terms of how over the top they are, yet somehow still acceptable. Mm -hmm. And Malkovich was showing his skills. So again, I was this this movie was very well timed for me, and I had a very and I. I remember it with fondness, with great fondness, despite the fast and loose, because they were very aware of their fast and looseness, and they were having fun, which I joined in on. And they had all these awesome performers who were playing, who hit, the, you know, Chappelle was a great casting. Everyone was hitting exactly the right tone. Machete. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, him too. and the fact that Buscemi winds up, normally I would have been infuriated that Buscemi is shown playing in the casino at the end. You know, and again, like, you know, all his, all his molestations and murders makes no difference. Oh, he's a lovable type. You know, normally that would infuriate me, but somehow it didn't in this movie. So, right. yeah, I was pretty pleased. All right, copy that. Uh, Frankie, finish the line. Finish the oh, line, Frankie. I, th- I think I already Sorry. went, right? Psy. Oh, Sa- Sa- wait. Sa- Cyrus the virus, what? <laughs> Chaos, finish the line for me. Psy. Finish the line. Oh, I... Oh, Sayonara. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I completely, I was like, Cyrus, oh, but what Sayonara. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Sorry, I should explode now. You should let man, me this is, It's time to, we're getting close we'll to the have the t-shirt. Now. I am swearing. I know. Man, this is, this is tough. This is tough. Uh, but um, this is going to be interesting. So, uh, but yeah, it, you know, I don't care if it's fake. I like all different genres of action. You can have serious action thrillers like Sicario that, that's realistic. You can have Die Hard. You can have Over the Top like like Hard Boiled. You can have the, 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 the cheesy comedic versions of action. I like all different versions of action. I accept them all as long as they're fun. As long as they're entertaining, I accept them all. And I don't care how fake this, I don't care how unrealistic this is in real life. This is one of the most badass action shots in any in action movie history. Yep. Yep. In action movie history. But let's go ahead and get to the vote. Frankie, who you got, son? The Rock or Con Air? All right. I got it. I mean, I have you the shirt. You can't cheat and say face off. Oh, yes. Yeah, Damn it. <laughs> Fuck. That was my whole thing. I mean, I got to, okay, I have the Con Air shirt, but mm-hmm. I got to, because without The Rock leading Nicolas Cage in that action thing, you need to have The Rock. And The Rock, I feel, is the more A movie, while the Con Air is the B movie, okay. which, a great B movie. Like, fucking, I would, if th- this would be a great double feature, I'm just saying. So, but I'm going to have to go with The Rock. All right, all so, right. Final answer, I'm the sorry. The Rock. The Rock. Chaos, The Rock? Um, you know what? It, 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 this might make you feel better, uh, Preston. I heard in an, inter- in an interview with uh, uh, Cusack, and he says he hates Con Air. He doesn't even want to talk about it. <laughs> he, so, he hated his he hated his time on it. So maybe that's maybe you were sensing that. So maybe Rick is right. He was only there to study John Malkovich. <laughs> that's the whole plan. That's the whole plan. You know, All and right. I would have for Con Air if he liked being on the set, but he didn't. So the fucking uh-huh. rock for me. <laughs> all right we got the rock and the rock frank who well you got? know i chose these two movies because i knew this is going to be a hard one to pick because yeah. they're both so great you know i i like frankie's wow. analogy that you know the rock is a movie conair is the b movie uh i do feel however that um as as great as the rock is no question about it conair just have this unpredictability unpredictability yeah. That I really like because you never know what's going to happen next, and and you know, I've seen so many movies. It's hard to surprise me anymore. This movie, in many ways, sort of gave me that surprise that I was looking for, even back in the nineties. And like like you know, Fast Samurai said that shot of Nicholas Cage jumping off that fire truck, man. You know, all that repeated cut. You know, like again that that the, the way that the whole all those action sequences, especially in the end, was edited together. 
I think it's masterful editing and and you know all those explosion shots, all this stuff, the rhythm. Uh, to me, from a technical level, it was just a little bit better than like what Michael Bay did in The Rock. Of course, without without Michael Bay, that wouldn't have been this film. But I just felt that Simon West took took what he you know what he learned from The Rock and made it his own, made it a little better, and added all these unpredictable Western cult element in it. Great casting, Machete, Bushpemi, Dave Chappelle. I mean, it, to me, it was just like the whole package. And so my vote goes to Conair. All right. Well said. Rick. Yes. <laughs> By all rights. Now, you, everyone watching and everyone here on the panel always knows that I am no none of us. And well, I won't speak for anybody but myself. I'm not choosing what the better film is. I'm telling you what I wind up wound up liking more. Yeah. And I've already put it in perspective as to why I like it more. And that is Con Air. All right. So it's up to the samurai. <laughs> okay, all I'm gonna say is I enjoy both. I still do. And I haven't watched both of these in years. In a long time, like a really, really long time. So rewatching them today, I already knew ahead of time. I was like, "Well, this is fun. I like, I like both." But you know, I, I pretty much, I'm sure I know what I'm still gonna pick at the end of the day. That changed. That changed for me. And as much as I love the other one, I just had more fun with the other one. So I know this is shocking. Because I don't even own this movie on Blu-ray. Because I have it on DVD. I enjoyed enough to buy it on D, but I never upgraded. But this is shocking. I know. Here we go. Here we go, baby. Shocking. <laughs> I know. I know. Shocking. I know. <laughs> dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy because I was like, oh, this, this is tough, but I'm going to most likely I'm going to pick The Rock. Mm-hmm. I just had a blast with Con Air today. I was mm-hmm. laughing. I was cracking up. Everything was over the top. You know, I don't know. Now, mm-hmm. just for shits and giggles, I already knew what the internet was going to vote for, but let, I promise to always include them and let's see what the internet voted for. Whoa. I'm not surprised. Oh. Well, I'm not surprised the internet voted for Closer The Rock. Than usual. So, yeah. Closer, Closer than, than usual. Yeah. Yeah, 314 votes. All right, check that out. Yeah, so I'm not su- not surprised. And it's all good. Yep. Uh, but as Bo says here, I already know which which going to get the vote. All I got to say is sometimes <laughs> polls get it wrong. Am I good? Uh, Am I good or what? There's no wrong. <laughs> right there's no wrong. No, right? no, no. Like or no not like. Or not like yeah, as much. I know. Both movies yeah. are great. Both yeah. movies mm-hmm. are great. So yes, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That I, w- I was very surprised by the, by the end of it. I just I just couldn't stop oh, smiling. Yeah. The last half an hour, I couldn't yep. stop smiling. I was just like, this is so mm-hmm. over the top, yeah. and I'm just mm-hmm. having a blast. But yeah. still, have a lot of love for the Rock. All right, mm-hmm. that's it for today's episode Ooh. of Versus. <clears throat> Versus. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I, think, I need some more water. Oh, you got both, Frank. Got both Blu-rays yeah, represented. Yes. Right yeah. And for some reason, I don't know why, Chaos, maybe you can help me out here. For some reason, Conair is expensive on Blu-ray or hard to find. Out of print. I don't, I don't know why. Because I enjoyed it so much. I, I enjoyed it so much, I'm like, hey, I'm going to upgrade. And I'm All like, the major companies are phasing out DVDs and Blu-rays. 
It's only oh, okay. The 88 films in Eureka and Welcome Ooh. from now on. And yeah. Severin as well. The majors yeah. are going to phase out all their... Hmm. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, it's like 10, 90, 10, 10 bucks on Amazon, uh, Fast Samurai. Is it? Because I yeah. looked today. Okay. Yeah, I'll double Just check type in Call Me a Blu-ray. You'll find it. Okay, cool. Yeah, all right. Bad. I'll have to upgrade. Or I'll, or maybe I'll wait for a 4K release. That's yeah. What is yeah. wrong with my program? Yeah. Okay. Oh, make it. Just me, uh, release. Get it while you can. That's what I just said. Yeah, no, that's Disney true. doesn't plan to do 4K of catalog films. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. I'll have to I'll have to I'll have to double dip. Yeah. It's all good though, because I I enjoyed the film. All right. Thank you, everyone. All you badasses for watching. Thank you for watching, liking, <laughs> voting, throwing in your comments. That's right. Don't forget an hour to kill. You can watch it for free. Oh, yeah. Check out your boy Frankie in it. That's right. Master Chaos, <laughs> subscribe to him. That's right. Eureka, buy all of it. Buy all of the stuff. Okay. Just say <laughs> yes, just call him up and say, stuff. I want everything. Boom. That's right. Make well, sure you follow Rick's podcast I'm and well. buy his books as well. Uh, we're having a blast doing these, and I can't wait for next week's choice. So stay tuned for next week. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we may have a special guest here on the channel. Uh, FX artists and makeup and creature effects and special effects and all that stuff. Tom Devlin is going to be hanging Whoa. out with him here uh, tomorrow Dude. on the channel. So He did my makeup in a horror movie. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Yeah, we'll he might, he might know afterwards. me. I, I talked to him. For Instagram all right, friends, all right. so, yeah. yeah, you guys go out, you hang out, you know. Here, there, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's supposed to be on the channel tomorrow, so we'll see if he's Sweet. free. We'll get him on here. Nice. And effects. And uh, Frankie, if you want to join, you're, you're welcome to join, my friend. Oh, let me well, let me know. Let me know. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, guys. See you guys next time. Keep voting. Keep watching movies. Keep being badasses. You guys take care. Sayonara. And uh, put the bunny back in the box. Don't do that. <laughs>